conjugal visits, the synchronicities are stacking up, the momentum is based on quality. These are just stories, fictional stories, about invisible people that need to be seen. You may find insight in the small spaces in between sounds. Oh, by the way, Bill Hicks was right. It's just a ride. Hey, you know, I was looking at that product, uh, Crime Time, and I found that it's so full of preservatives, them lab rats have to be tough sons of bitches for the FDA to let that go in their product. I'm telling you. It's that easy. Hey, this is Ed Warren. I got locked out of my house tonight, but I'm listening to Crime Time. To everybody out there in radio land. Are you ready? Four. Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Vance and Doc Hollywood, home of the conjugal visits. This is Bobby, and you're listening to Crime Time. You're listening to Crime Time. You're listening to Crime Time. Some goddamn landmine. <laughs> Luckily, my wife changes her hair all the time. We heard some rumors, you know, circulating, like blood through your veins. Um, yeah, so what's the fuck's question? Greetings, this is Pato Banton. You're listening to Crime Time. Every time. Go on. The guys that don't break a neck looking at my door. Pennsylvania, weighing in at a staggering 493 pounds, 7 foot 7, the left-handed bandit, the beast from the east, the baby mama maker, better known as the most handsome Mr. Handsome, it's M.M. the Great! Let's get ready to make toys crumble! During introduction, so NM, welcome to Crime Time. I'll be your tour guide, and why don't you tell some of the listeners what you're all about? <laughs> um, a lot of people probably don't know um, who I'm into the draft game, like really deeply, because I'm probably one of those kind of artists that you have to kind of know my city or, or know a little bit about my history. You know what I'm about? I write NM, TKKTSWABTKU. Fly the our clubs I've been in over the 30 years that I've been writing. I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised. I'm a vicious, savage graffiti writer. My shit is like really bananas. I pretty much get down with anything in the graph game. I mean, I do rollers, you know, straight letters, pieces, wild styles. You know, I tag, I bomb, I do wickeds. You know what I'm saying? It's all prints. I'm in that shit. I scratch, or I scratch the windows, you know what I mean? I do all that, what they call them scribes now. We used to just scratching with rocks. But you know, I love grass. I mean, I'm splitting no hairs about it. I'm very dedicated to what I do. If you haven't heard about me, I'm hoping, you know, you check me out now. You know, evolving and staying in the game uh, definitely comes at a high cost. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, um, when I started doing grass in the mid-80s as a kid and getting some grass heavy, so... You know, going into like the 90s, I was full-fledged in the game. You know, the people really didn't like what I was doing. You know, I was looked at like a vandal. So it wasn't one of those things where they celebrated color and, and, the, and the vibrance and the lettering and, 
they didn't really care. They were like, yo, you just fucking shit up. <laughs> so, you know, I watched it transform and change over the years. I mean, I'm very proud of my city. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of what I do is really just a result of, of living in Philadelphia and learning the traditions that I've learned in my own city. There are lots of different writers, but there are a few writers that really embody what I'm about, and that's doing everything in graph. I don't want to say that it's just a Philadelphia thing. Lots of writers everywhere get down. Where I come from, you know, you really kind of got to immerse yourself into the game if you want to be respected. Put it all on the line a few times. But, I mean, it's to be expected all writers do that. You know, NM, what is it? Piecing, tagging? What gives you the most satisfaction in this culture? To me, it's all one thing. It's like living in grass life. Like, if I'm not painting, which is ultimately what I want to be doing, then I'm going to be sketching. If sketching isn't enough, then I'm going to do stickers. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's not enough, then, you know, I'm going to try and design something, a t-shirt or something. Like, I try and stay active. And what do I like the most? Just getting busy. Grass in itself is a sport. And I just love to participate. So, I mean, yes, I love the rush of about bombing late at night, morning the night, you know what I'm saying? Being there and, and smell the stillness in the air. Your third eye is popping. You can hear people moving in shadows. And you can almost feel when people are looking through that window. But you own that shit. I ain't going to lie. That's an exhilaration. That's a crazy rush. Am I going to say that Trump's going to burn with my homie, like doing some flash shit? Throwing some colors into some shit that we've never done before, rocking some characters, or watching one of my homeboys do like the illest background. I can't say that the two aren't super joyful, you know what I'm saying? I just gotta say I love craft. I can't splice it up like that. I can say what I love the most. I love it all. You know, in the late 80s, uh, skateboarding became much more popular by the movie Gleaming the Cube, and we're starting to see a similar explosion with uh, graffiti. Uh, what's it been like watching the changes over the years go from underground to mainstream? Graph, like you said, is global now. And when I came up, a lot of the dudes in my hood, they didn't know that Graph was national, like a national thing that everybody in all these other cities were getting busy. They kind of thought that the world began to end right there where they were at. For me to see like the big difference, I think it was just time and travel. Not time travel, just time and travel. Over time, traveling different places, you start to see like everybody else's take on graph. With the internet now, you see like the global take on it. And it's impressive because all it really is is people uh, realizing they have the freedom to express themselves. People look at it like it's hardcore, hip hop, it's this, it's that. I mean, I, I accept those. Ultimately, it's just expression. It's just people expressing themselves. That's why you see so many street artists, you know, using spray paint because they realize how powerful that, that imagery can be. They realize how much more they can do with it. It's going to flourish when it's natural. It's natural taken all around the world. Graph really does document culture. I think in the future, people will really see what, what that means. Let's say that you can piece, but you can't tag, or you can do really good throw-ups, but can't piece. What do you think people are missing if they're not embodying all of the facets of the graph game? I've already seen I've seen some of the dopest pieces in this country, but they come to me and say, you know, hey, I can piece. My hands style sucks. And they'll tell me, you know, I learned the piece, but I didn't. But I look at the tag thing again, and I hate that. I understand it's all one thing. And not to say they can do it, but to have a full understanding of everything in graph. That's what they're looking for. And so, you know, I can see that the taggers, when they say they don't want a piece, it's, it's daunting to them. They're like, I can't do it. You know, they, they see it as like some real complicated process that they're just not going to be able to understand. But for the, to see it on the universe and see the 
other guys, and you know, I don't do this, and I don't do the throws, and I don't do that. You can see that they're missing. You can see that not that they're missing, that they're lacking, that they, they want to know how to do that shit. They even want to get down with that because it's all a part of it. You know, it's like having a great jump shot, but not knowing how to dribble. I mean, come on, it's a part of your game. You don't want to be lacking any kind of like skill set when it comes to grass. And as you can see now, like if you look out in the grass world now, you see everybody hashtagging hands, Philly style, hashtagging tall prints, wicked. You know, it's a big explosion. I think people are paying attention to it. I think grass like the are seeing it. So, you know, they're repping their hairstyles, they're working on hairstyles. It's become a relevant part of the game again. Produce a lot of well-rounded artists in the long run. And then when you started in the 80s, artists were still inventing style. And the road you traveled had to be much more difficult than it is today. Grass has always been, like, evolving and getting better and more precise. And people have been adding more genres of art to it and mixing the media more and more and more. It becomes a higher, higher skill level. And I think when I started, I was trying to compete on the skill level of my particular city. And then once I realized outside of my city, the skill levels were so much more higher, it started to, you know, push me to try and figure out how do we get better. Like, these dudes are getting better. And yeah, I probably took a long route because I took the street route, you know. Like I said, we didn't have the internet. Definitely didn't have paint companies to sponsor you, marker companies, making people work that supportive of it. So this was all like, you know, um, I don't want to call it a hobby, but it was a personal endeavor. Getting better was a little bit harder. I mean, I didn't get to go to a lot of the events and watch people paint. You know, nowadays you can go to an event, you go to Art Basel, and go down there for a week and ride around all throughout the city and see people painting everywhere and just sit there and watch them if that's what you want to do. But I didn't always have those opportunities coming up. So you were either in the know or you weren't. Um, I worked hard to get in the know how I feel like I was able to progress my own style. But, I mean, let's not get it chopped. I don't feel like I'm the best writer in the world by far. And I don't feel like that uh, my style has progressed to the point where, you know, I totally mastered it. I feel like it's an ongoing thing in my life. So my progression to some might be slow, but to me, it's, it's right on time. Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I work really hard at, at coming up with different styles. That instruction and things like that is really important to me. Um, sometimes even more important than being clean. I like to really feel my grasp, and I like it when my people tell me they feel it. As much as I like to see pretty girls welcome, be like, I like this, it means more to me that that grimy kid was like, yo, that shit dope, because I'm paying for painting. Yo, man, Philly is notorious for those hardcore hand styles. Why don't you give us a little bit of historical understanding of it? You can still do what you want with it. It's still open to interpretation to Philly writers. They let you do that once you kind of establish yourself. You get to add your thing to it. And people really will call that your thing and respect it. Like, you know, people always say, hey, can you teach me Philly style? And I'm like, that's not something you can really teach. It's something that you live. Just like their graph. It's like, you go to Philly and you spend time there. I see people who spent years in Philadelphia and they're not from Philadelphia. And they, they understand what we're doing. You know, a lot of, when I was coming up in the um, 80s and 90s, right in Philly, uh, was really just us. We might have had some dudes from New York and other people visit, but we weren't following any of their trends. We weren't following anybody's trends just still. So it was just wall writing, you know, when uh, it was really about getting busy. You know, when they go in with those walls and they tag, they they feel like they're doing it just as much as uh, anybody who's doing a training in New York. They are just as serious and as committed and they, and they go just as hard. You've got to be relentless and you've got to be consistent. I feel like a lot of writers for years and years and years and haven't really stopped. And I've been blessed to have a lot 
good writers around me. A lot of real tight writers throughout my career. I've been like rejuvenating with cool partners one after another. <laughs> I mean, I expect that there are other writers out there like that. I don't look at myself as that unique. That's what I'm popping. That's what I'm pushing. I'll give you an example of somebody who's been doing it longer than me and has been doing it as consistent and harder than me. There's a writer named Bell Lemons, one of my mentors. He's been doing it for 40 plus years. You know what I mean? He's one of the dudes I looked up to. Well, I wanted to get in the game, but he's uh, president of, of the crew down there in WAB. We ain't bullshit. I'm biting black. We're getting bad. You know, he's the president of that club. I'm, I'm a proud member. Love his legacy. Not that it's over or anything. He's actually still painting, but he's been doing this for 40 plus years. And like, I'm trying to keep it moving. Same way, bro. Damn, 40 years. Sounds like he truly loves us. So do you. I have to say that. Like, I mean, we still talk. He's still, like I said, he's still a good friend of mine. And that's the thing. He loves this. He's always loved this game. When I look at him, I can keep going. When I see those guys in scheme, in scheme, when I see these guys at a different age in their lives, but they still got a love for it. It lets me know that it doesn't go away. You know, that I made the right decision that this is who I am. I don't have to worry about waking up one day and going, what should I have done with my life? No, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with my life. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I, I love this art form. This art form is so me so much love. This graph sport is really ego-driven. Yes. But in a lot of ways, it teaches you all of the life lessons that you need to really survive. I think that's the truth. You know what I mean? That's why they're doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's a thrill. For me, it's therapeutical. Like, if I'm going through some shit, I go grab a bag of paint, go hit the tracks, go disappear, catch a spot, and just, I'm good for that next hour, next two hours. I'm only focused on what I want to do. I'm only focused on the artwork. And that's such a good thing for me. I'm happy. People who watch me paint, like most people will say to me, you know, and they don't use outline, because I don't need outline. I paint off the top of my dome because it's exhilarating. Plus, I know these outlines, and I have enough confidence to know that I can pull it off, even if I'm experimenting. I know what I can and cannot do, and so I'll push myself to keep it going. People ask, you know, well, if you're not, if, you know, when you get paid for it, sure, but if you're not getting paid, why are you doing it? I'm like, because it's a true love. I have a true love for it. Getting paid is a blessing. Well, whenever I'm doing anything, somebody's paying me, I'm shocked. I'm fucking shocked, because I do feel like, as an artist, I deserve to be paid for it, but... At the same time, I'm so into it, man. This is my favorite thing in the world. You know, I hate to say it, but it would be like the tip page every time smash it. You'd be like, whoa. Every time she's like, yeah, baby, I'm going to be the high time. give it to me. You'd be like, whoa, I love this girl. I love you. I smash every man like that having sex. You know, that wall is like, that paint, that shit is like sex to you, boy. I'll, I'll be in it. You know, where I'm from, we call our wild styles aliened out tectonic burners. What do you guys call your wild styles out there? Certain ones that I like, they're like, um, they'll be like more blockier. I think it was really just my wicked wild styles, just an old to tag style in Philly. And because it is so, it's such a wild tag style that when I do it in a piecing style, I consider it a wild style. So I call it the wicked wild style. I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but. You know, school and I never really got along so well. But what about you, N? Man, was there a favorite grade in school? It's great, but it wasn't over a girl. It's when I was like really trying to try and I, I didn't know I was getting into graffiti, but I was getting into graffiti. I was doing bubble letters, but I'm Sagittarius, so I was doing fads. I, I hated the school that I went to. I went out one night, I got some paint, and I, I stole out these garages from the back alley to my house. 
and I went to the school and I got on a little rooftop on the steps and a big sad blow up, like a blow up. It was disgusting. It was really whack. Because I used to scribble this in class all the time, I think they knew, but I did it. So he took me to principal, the principal told me, oh, we got a witness to see they do you take the whole night and bluff me. And I confessed, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I just, I don't know why I did it. Called my mom and he kicked me out of school and it was like the best year of my life. I got to go to a Quaker school after that and it was on. They let me do anything I wanted to do. <laughs> I would leave school early. I would go hang out on the ass. It was like the best year ever. Are you ever in a situation where you don't think about graph? Like, you know, in the mountains or something, you just know that graph doesn't belong there? Man, I spent last year in the mountains for about nine, ten months. That's all I could think about. I would get a read my paper and just do outline after outline after outline after outline after outline day after day after day. Put me in jail. If I was doing a 20 piece in jail, I'd be the most vicious tattoo rule and I'd be drawing all the time. If you took me and put me in the military and I'd be fucking on the side of my tent sketching in the dirt or some shit. Like, I'm going to graph no matter where I am or what's going on in my life. I'm always going to do it. I mean, Grant probably is part of the reason my, my marriage fell apart. A lot of the reason my scholastic career fell apart. It, I don't regret it. I never look back. It's who I am. I wouldn't have been happy. For all the hard times, seems like Graf is always there for you when you need it. See, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm, some people are made for certain things. I was made for this. This is what I am. You believe that you were born on this planet to paint, 100%. Born on this planet to draw, paint, express myself, and, and graph is the medium that I found. I probably was born to be an artist, period. Like, no matter how that comes out, I was born to be an artist, but in the civilization that I was born to, the world that I was born to, I was born to be a graph writer, period. I was born to be a graph writer. Niggas talk about getting rep, but I'm trying to do it. You want to catch my rep, nigga? Do your time machine and like 3,000 pairs of Nikes, nigga. There's no fucking way you can figure out what I've done. I've spent my life at this. I've seen so many artists come out in three years, get fame, and then you never hear from them again. And then you hear from them 10 years later, like, where have you been? Like, it's a VH1 special. That's all fine and then, but I ain't stopped. Just know that one day, when I feel like it's, you know, I'm fulfilled, I've done all the things that I want to do in graph, you feel like that? I'm hoping that it'll, it'll, it'll have some kind of impact that I will have contributed something to Philadelphia Graph and to graffiti on a whole as an American writer. I'm hoping that, you know, at some point in time, my artwork meant something. At a first glance, people think graffiti is a negative thing. Then they realize it's a huge passion of your life. Then it seems they become jealous of you. Would you agree? Well, I think people uh, sometimes are upset when they see that you're happy. I'm fulfilled, I'm happy at doing what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean I got to manage many yachts. It just means that I'm happy. Like, I already know what I want in my life. A lot of people ask me why I use the name NM the Great. It's not because I'm better than anybody. I'm greater than anybody. It's that I am great at being NM. I am the best NM ever fuck was. I'm happy at being NM. A lot of people that paint, they're like, oh, I love it, you know, but you've accepted it as kind of a life calling. And that, can you tell me, what was the process in the filming of Infamy and maybe how you got involved with that? Roger Gassman, the creator prior to that, years prior to that, he's, you know, he also was good friend with Steve I think they just were looking for a different story. And I think they might have asked a few other people, I'm not exactly sure who they asked, but when they did come up, 
them asking me was through another friend of mine, and he contacted me and asked me if I would be willing to do it. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's not a big deal. And at the time, you know, I was trying to keep all the grappling down low because I had a art gallery and I was married and my wife definitely wasn't like supportive of my graph at all. I guess I still wanted to kind of let them know what I was about because I I know they were talking about these seven different artists trying to tie together a storyline that related all these different artists from their time period. So I thought really what they wanted was a retrospective of how I came into the game and what I was, you know, a younger artist in Philadelphia. I had no idea that movie was going to be what it became. You know, I was very open about it and just honest. It was a good experience. I value it. And, you know, I, I really think all those guys, Tyler Entertainment, you know what I mean? And uh, Project Ashman and all those guys are, like, supporting and putting that movie out. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people got, uh, got a lot out of it. And I think a lot of artists were inspired by a lot of those guys in there. Kind of a one of a kind. It was the first of its kind in a lot of ways because... Basically, it covered really coast to coast, different artists, different flavors. So I thought it was really well filmed. You know what I'm saying? From that aspect, I thought it was just a well filmed documentary. The storylines were all unique, and it showed the uniqueness of artists. It was cool how the moms were involved, too. Well, I think if you looked at all the mothers in that film, they all kind of shared the same sentiment. That, you know, they loved their kids, but they didn't want to see them in harm's way. And they knew that this activity was going to put them in harm's way, point blank, period. So they worried. All, all I saw when I saw the mothers in that was a lot of really good women and other kids that uh, were worried about them. And I'm sure that uh, most of them made their, their mothers very proud. And my mom's very proud of me, so. You know, I love my mom. Is there anything you'd like to say to your mom? I always say the same thing to my mom. I mean, if I was talking to her and she was on the phone, I would say the same thing. Come on, girl, you know, stop like, cause that's how I talk to my mom. You know, she knows my mom's not one of them women that don't hear from her son and don't get, you know, I, I call my mom. I let her know I love her. She knows that. That's good. Definitely makes the ride a lot easier when you got, you know, a mom that loves you. Yes, man. Is there any misconceptions about you? When you see me, you're going to think that I'm younger than I am. I'm not a kid. A lot of people think I'm like in my late 20s or 30s or something. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm five years off of 50. That's real. Some people assume that I'm, I'm going to be like on you know, some negative or some juicy shit. I'm a real cool person. You know what I mean? I'm approachable. I don't really put up with a lot of dumb shit, but like I'm a chill person. Like I kick it with you, take you to basketball court, slam dunk on you. You know what I'm saying? You know, I take you to the store and spend your money. You know, I'm, I'm cool like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a negative person. To make people feel comfortable when they're around me, I feel like sometimes in the graph world, people are predisposed notions of who you may be. Another person is doing the same thing that they love doing. Is being a black graffiti artist harder than being, say, a white graffiti artist? Black writers do not get the same play as everybody else. Now, I'm not mad about that or anything. I just understand that's what it is. I'm painting in a lot of different places, and I could be painting right next to somebody. They don't even have to be white. They could be a man of any other color. And if we're standing there painting, the person who wants to get the job done will walk up and walk right by me. Even if I'm the only person painting, they'll walk up to another person and say, hey, did you do this? Even though I'm painting on the wall. <laughs> I've seen that happen so many times. Well, I'll be like, is it that we're unapproachable? That won't bother me that much. I mean, we're not in a perfect world or nothing like that. I do realize that as a black writer, it's a little bit harder for me. And I have to be a little bit more non-threatening, so to speak, if I want to deal with people. 
I can't handle that day of the war or people will look at it like angry black man. That's not cool. Come in with my Nikes and, and my T-shirt and my homies gonna have gold grills in their mouth and you know, everybody gonna be smoking weed. I, I gotta like change the environment in order to get this love. I gotta be like, you know, you can't do that. I gotta tell my man, we gotta do this, we gotta dumb it down, we gotta show. And then when we look at it and we wanna get work, we have to present ourselves in that way. We just don't have the option to be the rock star. So is that fuel that makes you paint harder? Oh, uh, these guys are gonna burn me. That's enough. And self to get you to fucking go hard. But if you think that the only way you're gonna get a job is if you fucking pull it off, they're gonna push you real hard. Get it done. Me, I personally, I do have a lot of people that come at me, you know, me up with jobs and people that appreciate my art for them. And it's because of the time that I spent doing it. But I can't lie and say that some of my homies don't have it hard. I deal with a lot of black writers. I'm a black writer. You know, like I said, nobody's better. We're not. We don't got time. We're not protesting. <laughs> we're giving it a good run here. Don't miss out. We got something good too. You know what I'm saying? And we're not trying to separate you there. I'm not trying to say, like, just right with black writers. If you know anything about TDK, you know it's a diverse crew. You know, we have Mexican, Filipino, white, black, Asian. It's on. My crew is real. As a black writer, I can't ignore my other friends that are black that have a hard time getting any acknowledgement for the hard work that they do. A little bit of national exposure with Anthony, having a little bit of tenure in the game, 30 years of writing. Knowing a lot of solid, good writers of all types, you know, from all over the country. Very, very blessed. But everybody doesn't have that. Sometimes they look towards their own self and they're going to look towards me like, hey, can you help? And I'm going to do the best I can. You know, the future for you, I already can kind of predict. It's going to have art in it. It's going to have graph in it. Um, <laughs> what What do you see in your future? Sooner or later, your boy's going to have to really chill with it. In five years or so, six years or so, I mean, I'm hoping, honestly, to have another establishment, a gallery, you know, some product out there, a, a linear look to my art to take on bigger murals, you know, things like that. But I mean, that stuff all comes in time. You know, I see myself in five years, hopefully that's with myself, you know, healthy, happy, you know, still smiling, still painting, you know, still joking. Like, that's just who I am. Is there anything else? Oh, yeah, and a solid gold rocket ship. I'm really smart with him. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. <laughs> Tell you a little story about um something that went down with me uh, North Philadelphia one night. I was with me, my boy Leron, uh, my boy Shank, my man CR Star, man, he rest in peace. We was right past Jefferson. I can't remember it back up that way in <laughs> North Philly, and we was walking. We coming up this alleyway, and Shank is getting the top to bottom on this roll down, so he's busting the slam out. This shorty boy walking with, with with the leather on, and he got his hand in his jacket, and he walking up to Shank, and he like. Your homeboy, let me, let me holler at you for a minute, man. What you doing over there? So, you know, I, I see him coming at my homie. I start walking towards him like, yo, uh, yo, homeboy, what you mean? Don't be walking up on my homie. You're not going to do nothing to him. And so I look over and I see CR. CR got my 40 year beer and he's sitting there drinking a 40 year beer and he's like, come on, man, come on, y'all. And I'm like, no, oh, he's trying to run up on my homie. I walk over and he you know, I'm ready to get my homeboy because I think he's going to try and sucker punch my boy. No, he got a 45 in his waistband. So he, he started to pull the gun out. And I guess it's slip or whatever. He down his pants. He started reaching in his pants to pull the gun back out. I bend down like I'm getting ready to jet. And that's all I hear. Bow, 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 bow. I just think it's just busting at me. 
So I get them between the cars, and I'm fucking running down the side, and I get all the way down to the end of the block, and I'm like, my heart beating, I'm fucking feeling my body, like, oh my God, did I get shot? I'm like touching myself to see, like, anywhere on my body if I'm leaking. And then I see these niggas, LeBron and Shank, laughing, they giggling, running down the street, yeah, nigga, you almost got killed. I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? And then you're... Yo, I mean, he rest in peace, man. That was a good dude. Here he come. This nigga drank my whole fucking toy. Almost died on that fucking corner. For this nigga to get slammed. And this nigga was going to drink my toy. He wasn't going to pour it out for me, but I couldn't even drink that motherfucker before I died. Holy shit. What a fucking war zone, M, out there. Crazy story. Philadelphia, you walking in the streets like we walk in the streets, it can happen. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to happen to a lot of them. But that was just one time I was shot at out in the street, bombing and fucking around. I mean, I've been popping a couple times in Philly for writing. <laughs> it ain't sweet like that. <laughs> but, you know, can you just imagine, man, somebody busting at you like four or five feet away from you? Like, it's blowing your mind. And then when you get down the block, your buddy's a laughing and giggling like he just tripped and fell on your face or something like that. Like, it was nothing. It made me realize how hard of a place I come from, man. How crazy nigga Tootie is. And how graffiti is just, just a part of where I come from, man. It's just laced in the land, you know what I mean? So what exactly is the purpose? What's the meaning of all this? Personal journey. And I think everybody can get there if, they really, if that's where they want to be. And a lot of my homies who have, like, decided this is what they want to do with their lives... You know, I had to tell him, like, listen, you know, you're a grown man. you got to accept what you're doing and know that this is what you're about. You can't split hair. So people ask me what I do. I'm a graffiti writer. And that blows their mind that I say that to them. But why not? That's what I do, homie. And they go, what do you mean? Like, well, how do you do it? They get all curious. They want to know what kind of graffiti writer I am. It's a different day and age. So I want people to feel like, you know, eventually we won't have to put that on anymore. People say, you know. Uh, what do you do? You can be like, I'm an artist. And they don't see the art and they won't say, oh, that's graffiti. They'll be like, oh, I love your art. Like, it'll just be art. Eventually, that's what we'll be with it. The urban phenomenon from America. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. A man can fall many times in life, but he's never a failure until he refuses to get back up. It's a quote by Evil Knievel. Is there any quotes that inspire you? Somebody told me this quote. I kind of kept it with me. Because I think it's just a, a great way of dealing with people and understanding how people are. People will forget what you say to them. And sometimes they will even forget what you do to them. But they will never forget how you make them feel. And I think, like, that's so important that people have that understanding. You know, you can inadvertently hurt people out here, especially with crap. This is evil sports. So people's, people's egos and personalities are all out front. Or you can make them feel good. And it's really up to you. You make them feel good. They'll never forget that. Be positive around them. They're going to want to be around you. If you are nasty or rude, you want to be good, you're trying to hurt people all the time, you know, that's what people are never going to forget about you. And I'm lucky because I started off doing that. As a younger dude, I started off making people feel bad. I learned that that wasn't going to work. Putting people in those positions and making people feel bad. So I love that quote. Because it's a constant reminder of how you need to treat people. Good-hearted dude, it, that comes out. And, you know, graft does have a negative stigma and, you know, law enforcement. And- it don't even make sense. They actually dedicate money. You know, vandal squad and that shit don't even make no sense to me. I mean, come on now. It's just it's insane. It's like, you really going to persecute these people for drawing? Like, come on, give me a break. And, and even if you like, but their van lots of soul at, man. With all the advertisement and signs and all the subliminal crap that, that, that people are putting out here. Like, trust me, 
Mr. Chuck Norris scores the fight, 95-48, and then the great, and the honorable judge from New York City, the distinguished Mr. Cool Keith, calls it 98-32, and in a unanimous decision, the new heavyweight champion of the world, fantastic himself, King Dingaling, thank all the homies for holding him down. Mad shouts to Bo, Taze, Stare, Gozer, Amen, Big Homie Dunn, Merce, Stash, Crash 2, Agana, Khufu, Abu, Spy, Seer, Jace, Dill, Gyro, Lil John, Hey Kill, and the whole TDK family. What's poppin' SK? Shout out to the whole Cali set. Rezik, Skill, Mozart, Minus, Emer. Stupid shouts to the East Coast family. Rocky, Rossad, Burn, PR Star, Stan, Bate, Laron, Dan, Correct. SZ, Strike, Demo, Sleaze, Sadat, Rasan, SMK, Sest, Serp, Lil Brada, Sino, King of the South, Menace, Clever One and the Booze Brothers, Verse, Tycho, Abstract, Miss Rez, Karma, SG, Quest, Reno, LM, Fame, Lotto, Dino, Boog, Jester, Oz, shout to all the homies, you know me? I'm gonna take something from my joint. This is for my old grass kings who showed me how to make my way. I'm not here to tell y'all about back in the day, but I will let you know if you look whack with the spray. I'm King Spitter. Only roll with the heavy hitter. My production is clean. I got respect for letters. You better show me you can go get him. You better be nice. You better be hard. You better be good. master. Spray blaster. Come on, got nobody nicer. Yo, nobody faster. The war king. I'm just doing my thing. I got a West Coast rap with an East Coast swing. Rap master. Spray blaster. Come on, got. Nobody nicer, nobody faster The war king, I'm just doing my thing I got a west coast red with an east coast swing I was born to be a graphic I was born to be a graphic I was born to be a graphic 